Hello and welcome to Don't Feed the Geeks, presented by the Long Island Comic Guys, the masters of the geeky verse. I was not guys. ready for that explosion. Yes. Holy explosion cow. Explosion of excitement. That was pretty exciting. I am TC, joined today by Toy Story. What up, what up? Bojo. hi <laughs> And JJ. What up? <laughs> So today is our book club episode, and nice. we will be discussing God Country by Donnie Cates and Jeff Shaw. But before we do that, we're going to hit you with a little bit of the geek beat. Who's yeah. doing the geek beat today? Uh, Toy I Story, I, Bojo? I, I think we're all going to mix it up a little. We're just, all right, we're all going to mix it up. All right, I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> I love you right. have that bell, man. I won't be love doing any bell. mixing. <laughs> I love this bell. My new bell. All right, so I already shared this with you guys. Just throw it in. But... Um, many episodes ago, one of the first ones we did, remember we talked about the secrets, the treasure hunt that was going on. Whew. Yeah. You're very interested in this now, aren't I, you? I am hooked yeah. beyond belief So a little now. recap for everybody. Oh, the secret... works for me. <laughs> so the secrets of book, it was released in 1982 by Byron, Byron Price. Yep. He went around to 12 locations in North America, buried a little cask with a key in it, and like 12 different parks throughout the country. And he wrote this book with like with uh, twelve poems and twelve images, like paintings, that you're supposed to match together and solve all the clues, which will lead you to the treasure. You find the treasure, you exchange the key in the cask for a jewel worth like a thousand dollars. It's actually now, ten thousand dollars total for all of them. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Yeah. When I saw that jewel, I was like, it doesn't seem like a lot yeah. of money. Now it's now it's just <laughs> like so. So the the reason why this is like, oh, it seems like a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> I so, thought it was like a hundred grand. <laughs> I was like, wait, huh? No, but but the, re- but the reason why this is so like crazy is because he thought they were gonna, all going to be found within like a year. Like by, because it was for kids, you know, just go outside and hunt for treasure. Two have been found in 40 years. Yeah. And the first one was found within, within a year, within the year. The next come one out. was found in 2004. Right. He died in 2005 unexpectedly in a car accident Damn. and he took the locations to his grave. Nobody else knows where they are, but his estate still has the gems and will still, um, We'll still honor the, the the hunt if anybody finds the cast. It's crazy that no one else knows where they are. I know. So as of today, as of today, it was it's been confirmed by the Boston Globe. Yes. That that a family, the Krupat family, has found. Wow. <laughs> so that was our podcast that we did last. Go ahead. Yes. Well, the reason you heard that was just because I was going to say that the full episode we did on this was episode 11, okay, done you. on June 2nd, called National Treasure. There you go. Thank you. Apologies so, for the yes. interjection. There you go. So the family, go so ahead. So the Krupat family. Um, and yeah, this is a great like a story from my understanding was they, they kind of, the father kind of knew where it was at. Yeah. But So a lot of people have these solutions in their heads, like they think they know where it is, but the problem is getting permission to dig in these right. places. They're public putt parks. It's just like, I don't understand. Just do it at nighttime. I don't understand this. Well, what he did when he went to go bury these, he dressed up as a construction Right. Worker. So, but he was, um, from what I understand, you know, he, he had thought this was the location for a while and he was jogging one day and he passed by the spot. It was in like this baseball field in Boston. Um, and he saw construction being done. So he was afraid it was going to be destroyed. So he went to the foreman and explained it. The foreman thought he was crazy, but they like made note of it or whatever. Months pass, months pass. Fast forward to last week and the digger, the digger, they're digging it up and they strike plexiglass, which breaks in the ground. Remembering what this guy said to him, they called him. He came over. Josh Skates from Discovery Channel came over, 
and they dug up this cast. And I got to commend those construction guys because yeah. they could have they could have done a they could have just threw it out. An, an ass move and just yeah. took it for themselves, or done something for themselves. But they actually contacted the family and yeah. say, "Here you go, this is yours." Yeah, well, it makes more sense now that I heard that it was only a thousand dollar gem. Like, do you really want to be like? A creep for that <laughs> i mean i'm sure well nobody's like, doing it for the money at this point that's it's the more they're it's, doing it because it's like the mystique that has been out there for 40 years sure. and now these people this family's on the map i mean yeah. they're i mean it's it's new all over the news yeah i think this is going to reinvigorate so much interest oh i'm i'm on it i'm i'm yeah, hooked. discovery channel on wednesday 9 p.m yep There's, josh gates is doing a whole the whole episode about it it's good stuff yeah all right <sighs> who's guys all right i'm done <laughs> <laughs> who's josh gates he is the host of Expedition Unknown on Discovery Channel. Yep. Huh. Yeah. Great show. <laughs> There's your plug, Josh. There you go. All right. Who's Maybe. next? Anything uh, else? Somebody else go. <laughs> um, so we got to see the uh, Star Wars trailer this week. That yes, got we launched. Uh, the final Star Wars trailer. The final one was uh, this during. This is the final main series Star Wars trailer we'll ever see. That is it. That was, we're done. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's sad, but. You know we're gonna have more Star Wars. Just I, I think they're gonna because I think Disney now realizes that they put too much out fast. Mm-hmm. So I think they may slow down. I'm hoping that they slow down. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I mean, I, I, I'm hoping for more TV instead of movies. Right. Obviously. So I don't know. My my it looks fantastic. I've said that every single time I've seen yeah. a trailer. Um, the trailers always look. Fantastic. It's always great, but they always give out too much and destroys the 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 movie mm-hmm. in some parts. So. Um, this thing, I have no idea what this movie's about. My hope, my high, my hopes are high, extremely high. I'm hoping that they're not. That's a bad idea. I know, I know. <laughs> my hopes. I, are I don't. Crazy. I never learn. Yeah. But it's a Star Wars movie. I'm excited for it. Trailer looks good. Check it out. Um, December nineteenth, twentieth, twentieth comes out. Yeah, got tickets. We got our tickets. Yes, Zach, do you want to come have tickets? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. All right, so check that out. Right. I've got to be honest. It, the last trailer did make me more excited about seeing it than I was before. But the one that just came out or the one before this? The one that just came out, this mm-hmm. this final trailer. The the first ones we've seen, I'm just like, I'm still not very interested in them. All right. And then now, and, and it's very low. I, I am keeping my expectations, you know, where I think they should be. But um, I am slightly excited to go see it. Slightly. Cool. Eh. <laughs> the one part of the trailer that that caught my We're eye. A positive was... podcast, sir. You take that negativity in out the door. <laughs> wow. I was about to say something nice about C three PO. You can't wow. be more positive than saying something nice about C three PO. You can say something nice about. Jeff God, Jeff. I and that's. Uh, I hope they didn't give out too much of that trailer with you know. He's not dying. He's dying. He's Almost dying. Guaranteed. He's I dead. Guarantee it. You want to put money on it right now? What that he doesn't die? Yes. I mean, it's a robot. Does he really have life in the first place? That's true. There you go. <laughs> in, in the eyes of God, he doesn't exist. He's got no soul. So speaking of trailers and people that have machines, I guess, in their bodies, the Bloodshot trailer came oh. out this week. Where did this come from? What? Like, I, Never, I I've not heard, heard of this movie until that trailer dropped. Really? Did I you know either. about it? I had yeah. no idea. <laughs> For a while. I did not know. You so, knew Van Diesel was going to be Bloodshot. Yes. Well, I no didn't see it any coming. I didn't didn't it's see it coming. <laughs> they they toned down some <laughs> of the comic comicy stuff of it. It's fine. <laughs> they toned down some of the comiciness of it. Um. So Bloodshot's going to be coming out next year. And up. Oh, let me see if I can 2020, get it. Twenty twenty February. February twenty twenty. Ooh. That's soon. Not, 
Yeah, that's not a good. That's, that's not a good release date. No. Uh, so it's yeah, a nice Valentine's Day movie. Vin Diesel, the girls will enjoy it's it. It's a good one. There's <laughs> blood. There's probably it. hearts. It's a good idea. It's the, they're trying to fill in that Deadpool slot. I thought it looked cool. Agreed. It looks great. I thought it looked really cool. I'm glad that in the trailer, like, it seems like he's out for revenge. And like, I was, I was thinking, like, oh man, this seems really kind of cut and dried. I hope they go with the whole like they're screwing with his memory stuff. And then, as soon as I thought that, the trailer switched it up, where it was like. All right, he's neutralized this person. Who's the next one up? And it was like, yes, this is awesome. I I know nothing about that character. I've never read a Deadshot, a, a Bloodshot book. I know nothing. I, I didn't read the old stuff. I've read all of the recent Valiant stuff up through the end of Jeff Lemire's run. So there's a, a Bloodshot Rising Spirit. How much do you read? What's up? How much do you read? These days, not as much. But yeah, I have I have a lot of the early recent revival of of uh, Valiant that I really liked a lot of it. Was Guy was it Guy Guy Richard, Pierce is in it? Guy Pierce, sorry, I always get those characters mixed up. Uh, I like him. He's a very seedy, cool villain. He's he plays that character well. Mm-hmm. I, I like the choice. Mm. I've liked him since <laughs> LA Confidential. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Still one of my favorite movies. Which, Random. Which, which movie? LA, LA Confidential. She's got a great cast. I've never seen it. Are you serious? Never seen it. You would love it. Nah. <laughs> anyway, Bloodshot looked pretty cool. All right, Agreed, see. yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if I'll see you in theater, but I'll definitely see it. Yeah, I agree. All right, last thing I got. So Joker is officially the highest grossing rated R movie of all time. <laughs> I'm using my bell. I like my bell! This week it has made, it has uh, reached $788 million, which puts it right above Deadpool, which was $782 million, and Deadpool 2. So how far away from Endgame? Oh, that's, that's a lot away from, come on. <laughs> but I mean, that's pretty awesome, rate, top rated R movie of all time. That's they, pretty they cool. made it on a budget of $55 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. It's huge. That's crazy. From what I understand, Warner Brothers had no. It was hoping that it didn't. It wouldn't get made. They gave it a small budget, hoping that it would just, you know. What is the story that I'm in here? What's his name? Uh, Leto was trying to get this movie squashed. That's what they're saying. I don't know how true it is. Is he that self conscious of the way he played Joker? I, the character was written badly. His character was. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he was necessarily bad. No, it's the character. Sorry, we're, we're trying to be positive. Going to be positive about something. Have you guys seen the parody of Joker? The trailer for The Grouch? Oh, my yes. God. Oh, my so God. God. <laughs> I had to show that to my wife. I showed it to Carrie last night. I was like, this movie was made for me to star in. <laughs> I have to call David Harbour and be like, listen, you did a great job. I was like, but I was born to play this role. <laughs> really? What is this? So it's on SNL. It's Saturday an SNL Night. parody trailer for The Grouch. So it's instead of the Joker, like it's the Oscar garbage. the Grouch. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. It's, it is. You'll laugh. It was so good. It's, by the time they get to the rubber ducky, I was dying. <laughs> no way. Come on, Ernie. Is Mr. Snuffleupagus in it? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no way. So, but these are people. No, so right, these are people playing it. So David Harbour, the guy who plays uh, Hellboy. Yeah. He's Oscar the Grouch. This is all I have to check. It starts off with them like being garbage men. He goes, oh man, this trash stinks. Did you just call Chief Hopper the guy who plays Hellboy? Yeah. Well, Jim didn't see Netflix. You don't watch Stranger Things. Things? I don't, I haven't watched, I watched the first season. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. 
Second season's eh. Third season's really yeah, good. I'll, I'll catch up. He's uh, busy watching Master of the Universe from 1987 at work. Yes! Know, right? That was awesome. And Supergirl from 1970. <laughs> and Discovery <whatever>. Channel. <laughs> All right. That's about it. That's what, anybody else have anything? Um, yeah, no. No. There was something I wanted to say, but then I forgot. There's a bunch of Marvel solicits dropped. Um, but does anyone read Iron Man? No. No. So we're not going to talk about the Iron Man no. 2020 stuff for next year. Uh, new uh, Donny Cates is going to be on Thor. Mm. We're going to talk about Donny Cates a little bit in yep. God Country, but he's going to be taking over Thor at the end of the uh, end of the year, December, January. Um, looks pretty cool. Okay. They be giving you know they're shaving his face, which I don't love, but you know it's okay. I'm sad. Weird about... complaints to have about <laughs> Thor. So, so I have a weird thing that I noticed. It's it's very small in terms of news. So you know that Superman Dark Side statue that yep. DC Collectibles did. They're doing a second run of that, a third run of a that, a third run of it. Mm-hmm. So when I bought the, f- the one that I have, I realized it was second nice, edition. Clever. I was like, I didn't realize that they did second editions on statues, they and now will. they're doing a third edition. Yeah, What's the? Are they changing Statue colors on it? How do they? How do they distinguish between? I think there's some it's a new differences. Number, I think. The first one to the second one, they changed the colors. I think Darkseid's costume went from being a, a dark gray to a blue, and I don't know what they did with Superman. And you have a second edition? Yeah. Oh, boy. Did you know that when you got it? I think I did, but I, I think I got it for a good price, so I didn't care. I just liked the statue, and then I didn't realize I didn't have room for it now. Anyway. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah, I didn't I know they did that. that was, I, I thought that was something worth mentioning. Cause I saw that no, that is worth day. mentioning. What's that? That's, That's strange. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I never know. I never realized. I mean, I, we know comic books. It was funny. We were talking about that before. I don't know if we know for sure what comic book has the most printings, but I didn't. I never realized what the stat. We know. So I think we said fourteen. Killing joke, right? Has Killing about, joke. Killing joke has about fourteen printings. Killing joke has a lot of printings. T- the first Ninja Turtles has a lot too, right? Not that many. I don't think it has Not that many. Not as many. And then there's a lot of counterfeits out there. Those ones too. Mm-hmm. Okay. But uh, yeah, I never knew that statues could have more than one printing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Huh. Yeah. Um, last, I'll, I'll just mention this. So, um, if anybody reads Star Wars, uh, last issue of uh, Star Wars is November twentieth of this year, of the uh, the current run. So I'm a little upset about that because I'm actually I actually enjoy that. Um, and we've got some new Star Wars coming out uh, in 2020. Who's been writing the main Star Wars title? Who's been writing it? I know Jason Aaron started the run, and he was on it till about issue 40. Yeah. It might have been Kieran, Kieran Gillen, is it? I, I I might be butchering his name. I thought it was him, though. I don't know off the top of my head. Okay. It's a great run, though. Uh, I'm sad to see it go. So, so it's not technically ending. They're ending this run. They're ending this run. So, so I'm hoping... basically, for people who aren't reading it, what's the storyline now is basically between New Hope and Empire. Yes, yeah. And then the next story is going to pick up between Empire and Return I hope Jedi, so. Right? I haven't seen anything on that yet. So thought... The only thing they've discussed so far is the new Darth Vader and Dr. Uh, how do you say? Afra. Afra. Yeah. Um, those are the only two I've seen that are picking up in uh, February of 2020. So it's going to be an entire series between Empire and Jedi without Han Solo in it? Why? Because it takes place between the two movies. Because he was... Oh, frozen and carbonite you're right yeah good hmm. that's it's gotta interesting we'll see what happens all right <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even think of that good yeah call. i know good call that oh sometimes i think of things <laughs> all right that about wraps it up then 
Yeah. yeah, this is where we're going to go into our um, book club um, that uh, we recorded. Uh, if you didn't catch it, it'll be a surprise what we finish up with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we're just going to wing it, I think, which is kind of exciting. We're getting wings? We're getting wings. Woo! We are getting wings. Hot sauce. I would get wings after this. I'm not getting wings. I would, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, <that's... laughs> All right, so uh, hang tight for... Um... Next, you'll be hearing our book club. Bam. If someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes! What? <laughs> Welcome to Don't Feed the Geeks! <laughs> Presented by the Long Island Comic Guys. That this was entertaining. Our... That's great. Which book club is this? Third? Third, Third book club meeting. It on is. On God Country. Yes. Created by Donnie Cates. Cates and Jeff Shaw. Yes, is that sir. correct? Mm-hmm. Do correct. I have my information? Yes, you that do. That was perfect. Done. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, did anybody read this book? You're yes. Supposed to read the book? Oh, good. He bought the book. Does that I, count? I I looked at the book. The cover of the book. I looked at it. The cover's real nice. It is a nice cover. The art is it's like behind us. Is that the cover? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's a, basically the cover. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Oh, it's basically the cover. <laughs> hmm. I feel like I should have done something with my fingers as I did that. Yeah. Trippy. All right, hold so on hold on a sec. I want to make sure that the people hear us. Oh, hmm. I can't do that again. Sure you, you can. You keep doing this to me. <laughs> so how's everybody's day? You at home, how are things? You can't hear us. It's fine. It's fine. I- Andy's on. He said he read the book, so I guess he can hear us. Andy, 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 Andy can, can you hear us? us? We can hear you guys, so we're good. All right. All right. My iPad's not we're working. We're heard. Woo. All right. Welcome, Andy. Hello, Excellent. Andy. Thank you for one of our friends finally one of starting our, from finally, the beginning. Finally, one of our friends is on. We've only had Ozzy and Courtney to thank so far. Now we have Andy as well. There we go. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So, who wants to talk about this book? Who wants to start it off? Dude, this book was awesome. I uh, thought I thought it was twice as long when I went into it. So I was, I was honestly a little upset when it finished so early. That's something I'd like to talk about more myself. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, somebody somebody start. So did anybody, I guess, not read it previously? Read it previously? I'm sorry. No, I never have. No, I was. I, I remember when it came out. I never got the issues though. I had always meant to. Yeah, I never, I never, I never read it before either. Um, I, I've heard of it. I bought, I bought the first issue when it first came out, but I never read it. I one of those books where I just put it away when I bought it. Um, I wish I would have read it beforehand. Yeah. It would, it would be nice to read it a couple times before we did this. Yeah, <clears throat> I um. So, I also first time reading it. So I kind of f- uh, flipped through it again after reading it. I think it was like the beginning of the week. I kind of finished it. Really good. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I do see some inspirations, which I'll, which I'll touch upon later, that comes into some of his other work and, mm-hmm. you know, some stuff that was, you know, Greek mythology and stuff like that obviously uh, comes into play. And there's definitely mention of stuff like that, you know, Excalibur. <laughs> so, but, so, uh, so uh, uh, Andy says that this was a longer read than most of the books that he's read. Oh, I mean, it's six issues, right? Really? So hmm. what, what's. What, what are you a one shot wonder? <laughs> you read one issue of one series? He must do just do one shots. <laughs> um, so it was it was what six 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 issues six issues yeah, right? Yeah. So you read them 
in as a, in the trade form, right? I I read them, uh, yeah, trade uh, digital, yeah, digital version of it. I felt like it went really quick, single issue. Like when I was re- reading single issue, I was like, wow, it's over already. And then like I would read, I read three in, in a clip so quickly. You know, I think I think that's more mental because you're hold, you're holding a thin book. So I think because I I do that when I read individual issues like hard mm-hmm. copies, mm-hmm. I feel like I read them really quick. But when I'm reading a trade or through the through an app. It seems like it's longer. It's so, dirty apps apps for me because I, I could swipe through really fast, I guess. Yeah. So, so it just feels like I go through like a scan. Because yeah, the there's no breakup either. There's no break in between you know each of the issues. So yeah. it's just one continued book. No, I've read it in one sitting, the whole thing. So I think we should do something which we haven't done before. Is before we go into our talking points, maybe do a little synopsis for in case anyone who hasn't read it, we can basically say what it's about. Okay. And Matt would would really like to do that. I. Well, I think Zach would really like. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I can pretty much do this. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, cool. Uh, Ooh, I, <laughs> I am sitting by the edge of my seat for this. Um, there was a guy and a <laughs> and a sword and a sword and a god, and then it ended. <laughs> you know, you suck. <laughs> um, you want me guilty. To- Hang on, because I, I have something written down here. Oh, you prepared. Uh, okay. Andy, why don't you just do it for us? Yeah, Andy, you, you do it, Andy. Oh, Tom Travers is on. All right. Woo! Two friends at once. I'm getting a little uncomfortable. Jeez, we have two people on. Um, Did he say anything? He just says, yo, dudes. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right. What up, Tom? You know what? I can't find my notes. Tom, don't forget stickers for me tomorrow. <laughs> All right, so God Country. We got a family living in like a little Texas area, yeah, Texas area, rural Texas area, rural Texas. Good. Um, what's the guy's name? Roy. Because uh, is uh, the, main the main character is Roy, Roy. Quinlan. It Roy centers Quinlan. around the Quinlan family. They live in Texas. Yes. Um, the patriarch of the family, uh, Roy's father, uh, Emmett. Emmett, is suffering from Alzheimer's. Roy and his family have moved back to Texas to take care of him. Uh, when uh, things hit a boiling well, point. They moved from Austin to like. A well, yes, they moved. From, <laughs> they moved from Austin to rural, rather rural Texas. Um, uh, things reach a boiling point in the middle of the first issue, which I really appreciated the pacing that it was the middle of the first issue. Yep. Um, and Roy, not Roy, pardon me, Emmett winds up with a giant sword named Valifax. And how that, did he get that sword? It, good question. <laughs> he got Girl, that Final th- Fantasy esque yes, looking sword. Very <laughs> yeah, it was like uh, twice the size of him. Well, it was a tornado that brought that, right? Yes. So there was a storm, but the storm also had some sort of demon demon esque creature, creature right, in right. it. So this is a kind of a, a fantasy epic with a bit of space opera sci fi blended in um, that centers mm-hmm. around this family um, <laughs> and this, this patriarch who's like gotten his memories back and is trying to. I guess right some wrongs. Does that yeah. sound about right? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's also kind of like not wanting to let go mm. because you don't want to lose your memory. Like he has a reason for hold, for not giving the sword up. And I think, it, I, I mean, I can see people arguing both ways about keeping it and not keeping it too. Right. But um, yeah, that was a, I think that's a good uh, sum, summary synopsis. Mm. We uh, we'll do that going forward as well. Cause after listening to like our first two, I was like, we really don't talk about what the actual entire book is about. <laughs> it might be helpful if we do that. That was something I noticed after yeah. one Halloween. <laughs> and if I properly prepared for tonight, 
Aside from just reading the book, I would have yeah. done something. <laughs> yeah. I honestly just thought about it right now. That's so I would, I would, guys, I would have, uh, I yeah. would have wrote something otherwise. Um, so I guess uh, so we talk about like um, first impressions and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, what do we think of Emmett? Like, so he's kind of the the character you're following yeah. the whole way through the patriarch, as uh, Mister Bojo said. Uh, what were your guys kind of like impressions? So one thing of that I was wondering is like, so obviously. The Emmett that we see in the very beginning of the story is very different from the one that we see throughout most of the story. Yeah. In the beginning, he's like, doesn't know where he is, what's going on. Kind of he's cursing out his mouth. family, his yeah. granddaughter. Yeah, foaming at the mouth. Yeah. And compared to when he gets his memories back, when he gets his sword, he's a completely different person. Um, one thing I was curious about, like, is that how Emmett was before he actually lost his memories? Or is just this, like, you know. It's a good question. Like, sword influenced, Valfax influenced Emmett. Because in the beginning, I mean, he's got Alzheimer's, so yeah. he's this just mean old guy who yeah. just who for, who doesn't know didn't love on. his son, yeah. or you know that that's what you assume at yeah. the time. So did he simply just get all his memories back, or is he like a different person? You know what I mean? I think he was the same person, but he, like, I don't know, I, I appreciated kind of more make... of his family at that time when because he, he had his memories back, and he, I mean, he really didn't know his granddaughter mm-hmm. at that whole time because he had the Alzheimer's. So, I think that was him before that, but he also appreciated that he he had a granddaughter that, I guess, I don't know how much she knew of him before he had Alzheimer's. I think what you're trying to say, he kind of appreciated it more after realizing that he couldn't remember it. Once you remember, and then you know that you couldn't remember, Mm -hmm. I mean... You know, you have a great appreciation for, uh, you know, having a memory and stuff like Which that. Which is why he didn't want to give it up. Yeah. Because then he also 100%. realized that his wife was dead. Yeah. You know, he that was the exact anymore. scene I was thinking of. Yeah. He sits down with that, what was that guy's name? Aristus or Aristus, something? Aristus, yeah. Yeah. Aristus. Where he, he, he goes and walks with him instead of fighting him initially. <laughs> and then he goes and walks by where his, his wife is buried. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I tells him the whole the whole spiel about, you know, I, I didn't remember that my wife is dead. Right. Yeah, he's you like, know. like I can't go through remembering this again. Yeah. Was like, well, I think right. one of the things he said, and I was just like, imagine like having to like constantly remember that, and yeah. that'd just be incredible. After having forgotten it for yeah. God knows how long. Memory loss is no joke. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess so. B- basically, what happens is, and I think we touched on it. So he gets this giant sword. One of the things that did bother me is you never really get a reason for like where this demon came from and like how the sword came to him, like. Did Aristus have it before? We didn't know. Like there was never an explanation of where the sword was. Like, did they have it, and was it taken away from them? Or, but when he finally gets the sword, destroys this random demon who doesn't have a backstory of any kind. He, um, you know, he regains all his memories and stuff like that. And then, you know, the (laughs) eldest son of this god, a tomb, who created the sword, comes down and be like, "Hey, I need that sword." And you know, looking at Emmett, it's just like, well. I just destroyed this huge demon. And I can I'm, remember stuff now. Um, you're not getting your sword. I'm not getting your sword. He's going, I wouldn't give it up either. <laughs> no. I mean, that's that's a big choice to deal so with. So initially, totally agree with him. But then, like, after Balgram comes, takes his, you know, takes granddaughter. his granddaughter, he's got to go to hell to get her back. <laughs> and then, you know, coming back again, you know, Aristus is like, you know, I'm going to have to fight you for the sword. He goes, you know, it's becoming like a danger, not just to you, but to your family. Like, kind of, what do you do at that point? Like, do you agree? Would you guys kind of do the same thing? I probably, not going to lie, probably would do the same thing as Emmett. But, I mean, you got to think, it's a certain point. It's just like, you just give this thing up, you know, you don't. your family will be all right. 
Yeah, but after, again, like, what's that feeling got to be like remembering all this yeah. stuff that you forgot? Like, there's I mean, not many people who can yeah. say that. And it's also on you to say, hey, you know, I could also just fight the guy. If I die, he'll have the sword and everything will be all right, too. So I guess you get it from that perspective. Yeah. Um, so Belgram was, I, I know I just said it briefly, uh, the younger brother of this. Um, so a tomb is the Lord of the kingdom of always and God of kings <laughs> is his title. <laughs> um, so Belgram is basically kind of uh, <clears throat> the God of death. What is it? What's the... Uh, Hades? Hades. Hades. Yeah, he's kind of a Hades-esque uh, character. Yeah, very much so. Uh, he's the brother of Aristus and his youngest son. They mentioned that he had a lot of children, but it seems that these two are the only ones mentioned or the only ones still living. Mm-hmm. I think at, at one point Aristus maybe briefly says that the other ones have kind of fallen through time or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's the first one who who comes down and battles uh, at the house after they have that kind of moment there mm-hmm. um pretty cool uh scene uh the, the the best part about that is how like you know they say that valifax isn't just you know the greatest sword ever it's every sword ever it's every blade ever well it's the it's the w- 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 the god of swords yeah right? so well, basically it's, the sword is a god yeah so it's uh, every other it knows what all of the swords in the entire world and universe knows yeah and I guess for, they all have. Then, for those who haven't read it, the sword talks. The sword yeah. talks. Yes, <laughs> yes, the sword talks. It, does the sword talk and everyone can hear? Or is it just the sword? I don't know. No, because the, the remember he's um no, he's talking to the girl too. Yeah, yeah. the granddaughter. The, okay. Yeah, because he tells Aristus the very first thing he tells him to kneel. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it got it was confusing in the beginning because I didn't realize that the blue. Um, Word balloons. Word balloons Word. were the sword. And I thought that was Emmett telling him to kneel. And then I realized there was two people talking at the same point. I was like, oh, I think this is a sword. <laughs> that's, that's a clever way of doing that. Yeah. Having the the, the dual colored yeah. word balloons. A 100% agree. I love that the sword talks. It's, it, but what I was going to say in that scene is not only can, you know, he has great power, but he can control, like, other blades. Like, you know, when they were yes. coming to the, the – the dead were coming to the house. He, like, takes out all the knives and everything sharp in the house and basically, like – throws them like at like the, the dead door. attacking mm-hmm. the house that was pretty awesome cool that was it we're done <laughs> <laughs> so uh tom says uh i love your shirt i want to party with you tom travers want to party Probably wants to party with you oh yeah are you sure it's not this shirt as long as long as mm. you have my stickers get him his stickers <laughs> And uh yeah i will not burn your life if you have book tomorrow if you haven't tomorrow. finished uh all that bourbon or brandy i brought over your house the other day if you still have it i can make a stop over there after this (laughs) um okay (laughs) i'm just going i'm going through the book here real quick Um, oh you have it up yeah well on my on my ipad so the sword um is it i wasn't sure does it does it change does it evolve like does it get smaller bigger is it just one side like i i want to know more about the sword like where it came from, I know that he made you know, that that one guy, mm-hmm. uh, God made it, right? Right? A tomb, a tomb, a tomb made it. Yeah, he Who'd created you say? it. A tomb. Greg, you said Greg. Greg. Oh, I, I thought you said, said I thought you said that God <clears throat> Greg made it. No, I didn't say Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, which book did he read? <laughs> it's old um, Greg. Yeah, so he, I think he says he makes made it out of like a dying star, and then like Aristus right. rate. <laughs> tells him later he goes yeah 
the star was dying because he killed the son of a <laughs> of like a galaxy. Like my dad's not the greatest guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, the struggle with his dad was really cool. Yeah, you, you know it's funny, and I mean it's I, I think it's clear to anyone who kind of read it is you see a lot of similarities between kind of Roy and Aristus too. Mm-hmm. And oh. it's like if you think about it, they're kind of dark reflections of each other. Right. Emmett and the tomb really not all the, like maybe kind of like mirror images of each other and then you know you can see like the same like similarity between like kind of like roy and, Ar- mm-hmm. and aristus kind of well, you father know. father son son yeah mm-hmm. i i thought that was interesting i i liked kind of the comparisons you know mm-hmm. of, of how they represented that too what is a tomb the god of he is the the lord of the lord of the kingdom of always and god of kings always and what's the opposite of always never or not at all, right? Nothing. So what's the what's the theme of this book? Are we are we talking about like I want I want to hear what it is. Uh, well, I, nothing. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Alzheimer's, not remembering. No, it's it's probably it's it's what most great works are about, and it's it's death, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and and how people are and how they act in the face of it, mm-hmm. right? Or just loss in general, because yeah. like you know, them dealing with his dad losing all his memories like that like that's a form of loss mm-hmm. too that's not necessarily death but that's true way to way to bring it down yeah well you know. <laughs> all right so let's go back to the sword really quickly because if you think about it whenever you read this the sword's really the star of the show when he gives that speech in to its the own little way it is yeah. it is mm. and then he's then she runs away crying and he's like i don't know how to speak to children <laughs> <laughs> um why do you guys think? I mean, I don't think you really get a clear cut reason. Why did Valifax choose Emmett? Did it choose him? It chose yes. him. Yeah. Yes, it, it chooses. It, it choose chooses him. the wielder. So because wh- they constantly say that you know it can't be taken from him. Right. It, Valifax has to choose who. I'd like to know wants to wield it. Yeah. We know nothing about it. Like it's something in his past I, that. I mean, I'm sure we're gonna keep repeating this theme, but. I definitely, by the time it ended, I wanted more. Yeah, there's a lot of inference yeah. needed here. There's, there's. I mean, yeah. I could have a whole. I would read a six part series on just Valifax. Yeah, I know. You know, well, I'd, re- I'd read a six part series on a tomb. Mm-hmm. In in a in a weird way, I like that it's only this length. I did, I did. It was it was very easy to read. Yeah, it was very it, e- easy to have almost all of it fresh in your yeah. memory. And it leaves you wanting more, and it leaves you wanting more information about stuff. But if they keep doing that and keep giving us information, that's where things can get a little, you know. Yeah drawn I mean, out and out of hand walking yeah back. and that's when people get bored of it and then they stop reading it i mean i get you could always do like a thing where you wait 10 years and then like have like a story just about like valifax yeah. or the sword comes back to dina yes well <laughs> well i think it's interesting too because the person who's kind of the narrator is like part of a quinlan but it down seems like line. way, way down the line, and the story's been told over and over. Mm-hmm. And I think the story's really been, initially been told by Dina. At least that's the way it seemed it was. I love the art in this book. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and that was the point that I think I was trying to make on one of my questions was the art. I love the art in the this. The colors are so vibrant. So, like dark, but vibrant. I don't know how to describe it. Art guy, how would you describe it? Uh, how do you describe this art? Because it's a lot different than a lot of other stuff that's out there. What else has Jeff Shaw done? 
I don't know. I like this look. It's like a very, Southern... very dark panels, but that one, like, these, you know, spots of bright where the sword is. Well, it's high contrast there. Yeah. And it's high contrast. All, it's also word. using Obviously. color to draw the eye. <laughs> uh, he's showing a page. He's looking through a page right now where uh, Emmett's running through holding the sword. It's very blue. It's very desaturated. It's very cool. And the one warm thing, even though the sword is, is like a bright blue as well, it's it's brighter. It's more vibrant. The blade the is golden more saturated. Red. And then the, the handle, the hilt, is, is like a golden color. It, it is juxtaposed nicely against the background. Ooh, what was that word? I need juxtaposed. to look it Juxtaposed. <laughs> That's why you brought me on here. Sometimes we use big words. Does it start with the letter Q? It's a good word for Scrabble. <laughs> you got the J, which is worth eight. The X, which is worth... I got nothing, man. Sorry. <laughs> X is worth what? Six? Five? Who are you asking who did what now? Jeff Shaw. Jeff Shaw. What else he's done? Oh. I, I, I kind of felt like there was a, a bit of a Sean Gordon Murphy influence on his yeah. art. I think he's a, a more realistic, less um, kinetic version of of. Um, so when you say Murphy, that... Um, it's the lines on the nose that really do it for me. Yes, I was going to say, because I feel like he has sh- uh, Sean Gordon Murphy has very sharp lines. Yeah, he, does, he does very thin lines, all, yeah. especially on the noses, and Shaw's doing a very similar thing here. So if you like Sean Gordon Murphy, if you've been reading the Batman... The white, white knight, knight stuff, and yeah. white knight mm. stuff. If you read Punk Rock Jesus, if you read um, Joe the Barbarian, <laughs> like this might be a cool book to check out if you're into that kind of art style. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, the Punk Rock Jesus was a, was a black and white title. Mm-hmm. Um, this was probably more in line with. This is definitely more in line with Joe the Barbarian, especially like theme wise. Joe the Barbarian's kind of got a, a bit of like a fantasy aspect to it as well it's a kid going into like diabetic shock and like this crazy hallucination it's eight issues it's by grant morrison it's awesome um he's insane grant morrison yeah he is yeah i i, I love the details in the face yep although everybody in this book even even the zombies everyone and, looks distinct it's it's so detailed too no one has yeah. same face i like the i hate angles. that when i read a comic and i can't tell the difference between the characters yeah Everyone looks a little bit different. Everyone's like, I like the pacing, the way he sets it out. He doesn't overuse splash pages. There's a great page at the end where the background is like, like hazy and fuzzy. And the only thing that matters is like what's happened. That's that's spoilers. (laughs) Um, but like the, I love the way that the the background's rendered in this page. I've never seen, I've never seen anything like that before in a comic. Really? I haven't. No. Uh, You haven't read enough. I know. I definitely have not. Or it's just yeah. like, the, it's got no, like a blur I, background. I haven't a, really a noticed too much of that either. It's nice. I, I think that comics are, are starting to incorporate a little bit more of um, what, no, what photographs can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like, that's not something like, can you really do something like that with a pen and pen, uh, you know, like pen and paper, like just on its own? It's probably tough. Oh, like it's blur? difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Getting a blur in, in pen and ink is difficult. So, that, I mean, not that's a cool thing too, that you can kind of now incorporate. Nothing's impossible. <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, I'm sure you could do it. It's yeah. just a lot more time spent, it. and it's not going to have like you can tell 100 percent that mm-hmm. that's what they're doing there. You might not necessarily. I don't think every single eye would really pick that up mm-hmm. if you just did it like kind of like hand yeah. drawn. And once again, complementary colors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your purples and your yellows. Did he color too? No, he didn't color. Colors were by, and this is always important. Mm-hmm. Jason Wordy. So does a penciler have a say in the colors? Um, just general question. Depends. I think for a small time book, like, do they not give, small do they time give, book, but for an independent book, I think that they would find somebody that would suit his work. Like, do they give like guys like, oh, I want this to be like the, these kind of colors? Oh yeah, 
Right. So, so Andy uh, said uh, Master Sword from The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> also, much bigger though. It's also sword. Yeah. It's also Valifax. <laughs> He's got control of that. Yeah. Master Sword doesn't talk though. Yeah. There's a one. There's one page where that the the, uh, the knives are being flung. You mm-hmm. see, and the yellow in that. Like, yes. I'm big into comic book Yellow's yellow. Like. I'm big into comic book yellow, and I love the colors of this one page. Um, seventy-two. If that's what you want to check out in the trade. Uh, <laughs> is it gonna give me page? No, it doesn't give me. But page. it's uh, yeah, the yellows, and it's just that's that's really all you're looking at. I mean, it's just blue and yellow. And it's pretty cool. Did I got, I got, I got to get better with this to be able to just throw up pictures like immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. That's all right. Sorry, right, we'll get a guy for that. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll get somebody to do that. Yeah. So. Go ahead. No, no, no. Stupid comment. Go. Did you... Uh, <laughs> Never a stupid comment. Did you guys find that you related to any particular character in this one? Related to? Yeah. Like, was there a character you... If if you could say you related to any character, which one would you say you related to? I, I wouldn't say related to, but I liked. Sure, you uh, can say that. Like, which character could you see yourself in? I love that... Uh, uh, the son of... of uh, Aristus. Aristus. I mean, he was. it was cool that he got locked out not yeah. being able yeah, to yeah, go yeah. back and he yeah. just kind of hung out there and uh BS I did like it. that scene where he's kind of just like sitting sitting, there. sitting on the porch with Dina. Yeah. I love that. And he's just like she's like who do you think's going to win? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, she goes my grandpa's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Great scene. That's probably my yeah, that was probably my favorite part yeah. of the whole book and I liked him. Uh-huh. I I I think I connected more with him just the way he you know he talked and his manner. It just yeah. I'm gonna, I like that. I'm going to agree with you 100%. He was my favorite character yeah. too. I mean, obviously Emmett's like the coolest character in it. I like his manner. I see myself mostly in him. Yeah. But I felt like I related most to Aristus. I think Aristus was very similar to Roy, as like kind of we said before, but just yeah. kind of like a beefier pack, you know, a shinier yeah. package of, of what you're getting. And you kind of you understand like both of their kind of uh, dilemmas. Yeah, dilemmas, but also their kind of loyalties to their, you know, to their fathers. But also their gripes. Yeah, 100 percent. Like, they, you know, even though they know that everything they're doing isn't right. It's still that you you kind of understand why mm-hmm. they're doing what they're doing. Like, I, you know, there's a there's a time where Aristus is like, my father is literally using all of his power to hold together the small part that's left of our planet. Uh, just like it's you know he he really appreciates like you know what he's done regardless of all the other craziness he's yeah. still done. I didn't like Roy. I thought in the very beginning he was just a weenie. I, I didn't. He grew on me towards the end, but just a very. I mean, I think the problem with him is he's put in a really tough situation. You know, he's got a wife and kid and he drags them back to, you know, some rural ranch. His mm-hmm. dad's like... You see the fight he gets into yeah, with his wife. You know, the, yeah. right, you know, it starts right off with that. You know, he goes to the house, the, you know, the sheriff's there. And, you so, know, he's stuck between a place where, you know, his dad doesn't have anyone else. And, you know, he doesn't want to just, you know, leave him out in the cold uh, or just dump him in... A, in a um, home, I mean, I think that's a you know an issue that a ton of people can you know are faced with right now. So, so Tom Travers is saying he's got to go with the uh, Sword of Almonds from the Thundercats. It's all Valifax. Man. It's all about va- right because these all, are these are God of all these swords. These are the weenie swords too. Uh, <laughs> Valifax <laughs> controls all of them. If you raise Valifax, all those other swords come right to it. There you go. I, that's why I want Valifax, just so I can have the sort of power from E-Man. <laughs> that's exactly... I had a question. What would you do with Valifax? It's like, I would bring the sort of power to myself. Easy, easy. Oh, no, I'm excited. You got me excited, bull. I'm excited, bull. Wow. Oh, uh, boy. All right, so I'm sorry. Uh, 
your thoughts on that? On not the sword, but the, well, the character. The I, I mean, I already I agreed with you. I really liked Aristus yeah. as well. But, but I liked about Emmett though his like like obviously the situation that he's in. Nobody would ever be in that exact situation, but it's yeah. very like representative of like struggles that people go through. You know, in a very general sense, like he's trying to. It's that struggle between you know, doing what's right and then doing what's selfish. Yeah. You know? And also the struggle between a father and son. Yeah. I mean, most of, I don't know about most of, but you know, usually there's a lot of button heads, yeah, father yeah. and son. Mm-hmm. You know, and you got to see that, read about that in this, and then you see, you you kind of see the whole uh, progression of towards the end of. It's funny. I have uh, I've been listening to other stuff recently, and a lot of stuff. You know, when it comes to like guys and their dads, it's like a lot of times they don't get closure. Until the end. Like, you know, you had your dad. Like, some people have a great relationship with their dad from beginning to end. You know, some people, it's like, you know, it's very rocky. But it seems like, you know, if you have that time, like, right at the end, you usually have, like, that moment where it's just, like, great. I, I forgot. Oh, I'm, I'm so mad at myself. I, I forgot who it was. But uh, it was someone famous, and they went to a game with their dad. Oh, God. Oh, Dane Cook. Dane Cook was doing this interview. I've actually been listening to Rosenbaum's. Uh, podcast a little bit inside of you recently. Oh, okay. Uh, so he's telling a story about how he called up his dad, never been to a World Series, 2004. The Boston Red Sox are in um, St. Louis. He buys like scalp tickets for like $4,000. He goes, God, I hope, he calls his dad, his, his dad's not doing great. He goes, dad, is like, I have two tickets, you know, like right behind home uh, home plate for the game tonight. And, he, and his dad's like, he just woke, he's like, you can tell as soon as he said that, I'm up, I'm up, tell me where I need to go. And he's like, he goes, the conversation they had during and after the game, you know, he's like, it made everything go. And he's like, surely after that, his dad was gone. But like, they had that moment mm-hmm. where it was just like, everything went well, everything closed. And I think that's kind of like what Emmett's trying to do here as well. I know mm. that was a long way to get to yeah. agree <laughs> with you, but I, I just, I think there's a lot of kind no, of that, was good. That, that kind of come around and like, you see like, you know. I think it's very relatable. And I'm sure, you know, Kate's probably had a similar situation to this. Yeah. I'm sure he's drawing that. If, maybe if it's not like a father, or maybe a grandfather or something like that. Most people who, who write imbue <clears throat> their characters with something from their yeah. life. Mm-hmm. There's and that would be a great uh, question to ask him if we ever had that opportunity. Yeah. Um, I, I think that he has stated that there's there's definitely a piece of him in this book. Yeah, I'm sure, sure. there is. Um, I liked Roy. Yeah. I know that you say he was a weenie. I liked Roy. No. He was trying to do what was right, and he was pulled in two different directions and 100%. was trying to, to do his best to balance it all. Yeah. And I, I very much relate to that. And I think he had the... You're not a weenie. No, I think he had the... <laughs> a, I am a little bit of a weenie. I think he had the toughest time of it, though, too. He because did. at least, you know, Aristus, it's just... He's kind of just answering to his father. Yeah. Roy, you know, he's answering his father, his family, his daughter, mm-hmm. yep. you know, his wife, his daughter. Mm-hmm. So you know he's got a lot more on his plate, and he did you know that uh, that de- that uh, zombie bit him, like like on the, on the shoulder, yeah. and he and he knocked that thing straight out. So yeah. I don't think he's that much of a weenie. <laughs> he's true. like, oh, you sort of popped him. Right after that. I was like, because up until then I agreed with you. I was like, ah, oh, Roy's, Roy's not that much of a pansy. <laughs> Very true. Okay. All right. So now are we done? <laughs> sure. Uh, no, no, no. We'll talk about other things. So, so, so besides the sword, that hammer was freaking awesome too. Uh, what's uh, this? Yeah, or... I mean, I know it didn't have any magical powers. So I think one of us knows. Who has a, a, a dad <laughs> who's a bit of a curmudgeon 
And then, like, yeah, he carries a hammer in comics. <laughs> what? Like, there's a guy in comics, so, carries a hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His dad's a jerk. They kind of butt heads all the time. This, like, sounds really familiar. Does he have one or two eyes? Hmm. Which one? Both. <laughs> <laughs> so this actually kind of brings me to something that I noticed reading this book. Which go ahead, was, go. Preach. How much? No, <laughs> like, and this is not at all, like... I guess uh, being a, a criticism of the book, I thought it was kind of fun. Like how much this kind of is a send up or like a celebration of things in comics that I think this guy loves. Yeah. Like there's a total element of Thor in there. hundred percent. Right. There's a total new gods. I guarantee you at some point, like Donny Cates wants to go to DC and, and like do new gods. Like you're telling me that, there's not a Thor element in that the the, the gods oh, that he has. There's not some sort of sure. like new gods element with like High Father Dark Side that whole <laughs> paternal um, conflict that they have in the Fourth yeah. World comics. Listen, like, I thought the, it was cool. The, <laughs> Donny Cates loves gods and swords because as soon as he came on Venom, there was a god sword <laughs> and a god of symbiotes. I mean, so I mean, this guy's all. I, I was gonna say like. As soon as I started re- reading like this, I was like, his Venom stuff makes a lot more sense now why he went there. Mm-hmm. I was just like, where do you come up with something like this? Ah, oh, all right. You're into gods. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, good. So did you guys – well, I think we just kind of touched on this. You, so what about you? Did you get any like kind of reminders? Did, it, this, did stuff in the story kind of remind you of anything from anywhere else? I mean the first thing I thought of was Thor. Yeah. Um, all right, so then you're done. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. You kind of said it. You said it. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you who may not be yeah. aware, Donny Cates has taken over Thor at the end of this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. He's picking up from Jason Aaron, which He's is like, like, I'm giving him a sword. <laughs> has any that been t- done before? Any other, talk- <laughs> any other talking weapons in, cam- in comics? That's a cool question. Ooh, excellent question, Matt. I like that you asked that. <laughs> any other talking weapons? Meow Meow can't talk, right? Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, yes. Talk? Yeah. Yes. You guys didn't read no. the Jane Foster, Jason oh, no, Aaron, Thor no, no, run. No. I, yeah. I read briefly. She, just, she has, yeah, she she talks with Meow Meow a little bit. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Mjolnir talks a little bit, apparently. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. What about Tom and Andy? Do you guys know any other uh, swords or, or weapons that talk, talk in comics? Yeah, I want to know. Yep, nobody's... Wally waits for them to answer. All right. <laughs> <coughs> I'm coming up. Uh, does the White Ranger sword... Well, that's, a, that's a dagger. It's a dagger? That and talks? it plays a song. It plays a song. Okay. Yeah, it, it doubles as a, a deadly I thought, weapon. I thought it was and a flute. A, I thought it was a flute, too. Like a, <laughs> it's like a pan flutish sort of thing. <laughs> or is that the Green Green Ranger's dagger? Superman had a sword? Hmm. Interesting. Superman? Yeah. Is that did Tom say that? There's no way. No, I'm looking at it right now. Oh. The Superman sword. The Uh, sword of Superman. Odin sword? Mm -hmm. Odin sword makes sense. But I don't think it talks. Is this on the real site again? (laughs) (laughs) Is this on the same site as the Wonder Woman picture? (laughs) (laughs) I just said I I hope it was true. Hope it was true. All right, moving on. I don't see anything. I don't see any other talking I mean, I'm swords. sure there is. We just can't think of them. Yeah. And you know what's going to happen? We're going to go home and like, oh, my God, it was so obvious right in front of my face. Yeah, we'll mess it next time. 
All right. So did you guys, um, how'd you guys feel about the pacing of this book? Oh, Zach's a pace guy. Pace guy. I thought it was, I don't know, I thought it was pretty well paced. I thought it was great. I thought it was smart that he had the fight happen in the middle. There was a beginning, middle, and end, like, For every issue. Yes. It seemed incredibly planned out, the entire thing. Well, yeah, when it's a six-issue miniseries, you should know where everything's happening. Yeah, that's why I like these most of the time instead of ongoings. Like, even if it's a 12-issue or a little bit of a longer one, you know, because it's usually, like, planned out enough where the pacing is really well throughout. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, an ongoing that they don't really know where it's going. Well, and then the part with that is, too, because you have, like, different creators pick up ongoings a lot of the times, too. So yeah. you might like a way one person does it and then another person comes on. It's just like, mm-hmm. eh. Which you don't get too much with independence, but, like. Because I feel like a lot of people generally stay on those, too, unless it's, like, something they either like stay on or they, it's just, like, you know. Yeah, they either stay on or they end the series when they're ready to end it. Right. Which they should have done, like, what, five years ago at this point with The Walking Dead? No. I stopped reading at one thirty. It ended where it needed to. Is yeah. it over? Yeah, it is over. The, the, se- the comic book series? Yeah, yeah. You didn't know that? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Respectful, respectfully, respectfully, <laughs> respectfully. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. I forgot. Actually, I actually. It, get, it was a surprise ending. Right? Getting off topic. Yeah, I actually was on the verge of dropping the book anyway, and I've been it <laughs> since like issue forty. <laughs> so like the fact that he ended it where he ended it was like, yeah. wow, that was really well thought out but that's a that's also oh, that off. was a well thought out ending yeah okay i thought that that was a, a good way yeah. to end that. i did read the last issue but i didn't read anything before yeah. so i don't know all right let's not talk about that <laughs> exactly that's not this, anyway yes. that's not this issue this so, episode what, i don't know what you guys what, what you guys think i i found one thing confusing what and it sounds really stupid i didn't i thought that Can't use the s word stupid <laughs> okay it's <laughs> okay <laughs> No, Did I felt really. Cover me with I felt really stupid, and I thought that in the first issue that like Emmett had had the sword previously, and it just like popped back up. And since he had Alzheimer's, he'd forgotten he had it. <laughs> that oh, would be great. It. So like that threw me off. But that was just the fact that I guess I was. I guess it's making possible. connections that were not even related. I mean, it seemed like it came out of like the tornado. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I picked. That's, it did. That's yeah, I think. that's how I took it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was pretty well paced out. Uh, everything had every issue had a, like some sort of conflict, uh, some sort of resolution, and, and it as moved a whole, the plot it felt along. Like it had and then overall, it, yeah, it broke up into a good, you know, overall pace. Mm-hmm. As I said, like it was really nice that the first ep- like first issue like didn't just end with him getting the sword and then having this big sword and then like expecting you to want to read the next issue because right. I wouldn't have wanted to read the next issue. But the fact that, like, he gets the sword, he vanquishes the, the demon, and then, like, ah, oh, he's got all his memories back, that's a better hook. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, and then I like how it bounced back to, you know, him and then his son and his wife. Because, I mean, they, they had issues in the very beginning, too. Mm-hmm. So you saw their relationship kind of, you know, crumble in the beginning, and it kind of built up, built up, where... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it gives you like an emotional draw into like not just this guy with a magical sword. And that's thing. and that's that's the whole I think premise of the whole book, like the emotional state of everything. I mean, right. even even myself reading it like towards the end. I don't know. Are we doing spoilers here? I yeah. mean, you know, you read the end and you, you spoiler alert. Yeah, you you know you Emmett father's die. You know Emmett dies. Emmett's father dies well, no. too. Roy's father <laughs> dies, <laughs> and it's just you know all the memories coming back to Roy of you know how his father was and everything else like yeah, that that I mean, was a really cool scene that kind of like kicked me in the gut flash of everything yeah you know so with that and then the relationship between roy and his wife you know it just the whole thing was just an emotional roller coaster mm-hmm. in a what's, comic book what's the um 
what's the word you like to use? Action versus uh, exposition. Exposition. Uh, I felt like from all the books we've read so far, I like the balance of that in this one the best. Hmm, I agree. Um, I felt like the action scene, it seemed like there was a lot of action, but when I went back and flipped through it, there really wasn't. There wasn't. But no. it was just such perfectly timed action. And I, mm-hmm. you know, that goes along with the pacing. And I, it yeah. just, it worked very well. I felt like the balance on this has been yeah. one of the better things I've probably read overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely mm-hmm. the, the best balanced one that we've read. Um, part of I agree. Book. I usually like more exposition, but this was a very good balance between both. I he, think he, he tricks you. He loves it. He he's loves exposition. Yes. Yeah. I do. <laughs> he, Did you get? He what? wraps himself up in exposition. <laughs> Have you read Dennis's early power stuff? No. You should. You would probably love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of talking. A lot of talking. A lot of teeny tiny panels and talking. Heads. Like, remind me later. Yeah. Um. Did, I know you guys were left like you know kind of wanting more. Do you feel like it should have been longer though? No. I think it would have ruined it. Yeah. I like when it leaves me, you know, thinking. Wondering what, ha- what, why is this this way? Why is this this way? And I think as frustrating as that can be, I don't find it, it too gets frustrating. You, it gets you talk. Well, it's not. Fr- it's not frustrating. It's just. It's more of like a wanting. Like there was things like if this was ten issues, it probably could have wrapped up all the open mm-hmm. questions I had. But like I probably would have talked about it a little less, maybe. Yeah. True. Like it would have been. There would have been less left to like imagination and wonder and stuff. Yeah, like we that. wouldn't be sitting here debating like you know how the, the history <laughs> right, of the sword exactly. or whatever. But what would be nice now is to see another series. You know, maybe maybe a three or four part series on the sword, or maybe yeah, a three yeah. part series on. I mean, I would totally like add on to this. Yeah. Yeah. God planet. God Goes planet. To another you know? planet. <laughs> God of God of Swords. Voldax. <laughs> so. I wanted to kind of go back to something Jim just said. So that scene where like you see like the whole it, it's it's very rare where I guess like someone else gets to see the whole life flash up for your eyes. That was a super powerful scene. That was probably the Huge. the one that really hit you the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for me, the scene that I found I guess the most profound or the most interesting in the story is his first encounter with Belgram when he goes to hell. And, and he like wife. he hits him with that like um you know the image yeah is that the one where, where oh his wife yeah okay right, right, right. his wife yeah, and they're both young again I was like and then this, when this is just a great he goes to scene. hug her and she turns to yeah Ash. and uh and it's like well he releases like, the sword to too when he yeah when he the saw sword's that. talking to him where it's almost like it's like no don't it kind don't. of gave me like a little bit of the Frodo just about to throw the ring into like the Mount Doom scene and like the last final plea of I'm like I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, that's the scene where I'm gonna do I'm gonna do better on this. That's the scene where she yeah. just basically just disappears. Yeah, it's all right. By books twelve, we'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you guys? Is there anything? The, like, the, well, this like, was this was my favorite. That was your favorite. Yeah. yeah was, I didn't know what was that, gonna happen after. I was I like, know. is he done? Like, did, does he forget everything now that he dropped the sword? Yeah. And then right after right after that scene you just showed with where his wife disintegrates, basically there's the, the next I think it was the next page or so, where you see, he kind of uh, Emmett's really like he's pissed, yeah, stands up and then the he just the demon is it the, the demon no, Belgrim Belgrim. Was the, he kind of turns around and we're like please like don't yeah. and then he just knocks yeah. the hell out of him yeah yep. basically his whole face gets torn yeah, off you could, you could definitely see where he's coming from after that I love how his face changes in this panel that's the, the I love yeah. that the and, eyes get sunken in like crazy yeah. Oh, yeah that's probably my favorite panel in the entire I like because the detail on it and that's what I was trying to say before like the detail yeah, well, that this my, guy it reminded done. me of something I, I don't know what it was but I did I did love the way it looked mm-hmm. and you just the look in his eyes too like the way they drew mm-hmm. Emmett's like look after like he after that happens it's 
just like, oh man, well, go, like you've seen your dad like give that look at like some go, point in your life, and you're like, oh man. Go to the next. Go to the next page from that where it's like you know you see his face being kind oh, of yeah. like yeah. he is just mad. Like that is just, and that's where I come at the whole emotion of this. Like you get your ups and downs and everything else mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, the hatching's really nice on this. The inking's really nice. And Shaw, I think, does the, the art and ink. So I think he, he draws and inks this. Nice. Yeah, I like I like art. when they do that. Most of the time, you're going to ink yourself best. It's just a matter yeah. of time constraints. Yeah. Because you know what you want. Yeah, exactly. exactly. What you want and how it's, you want it to look. So I think before we bounce to a different uh, topic, did everyone talk about how, uh, how we felt about the ending? Could Is the sword ended? still there? On the ground? No. See, that's what I don't. What happened? See, that's what I want to know. So I know the planet gets kind of destroyed, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no, kind of their planet. Their seems planet gets like it disintegrates. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Their planet. The black hole. Yeah. yeah. But he kind of Roy kind of just throws the sword onto the side of his field. Like, does he go and pick it up later? Does he? Does it disappear? Does I it mean, fly back to? I, I think the way it, it, it kind of just shows it like stuff going I around it. Right. I think it's flying off. Oh, let me see. I think the last panel is it's it's you're seeing the light over the edge of a, a planet but i think that could also be seen as the sword going somewhere uh-huh. else huh hmm. i don't think it could have ended any we'll, other way we'll find not it. me neither it could be going to someone else that leaves a very open-ended for the future too yeah there, there could be another story hmm. i don't think there needs to be i don't think there needs to be, be. Uh, yeah I, I would leave it as it is yeah. if you're out there donny cates we yeah. liked it but it's don't gonna be it. It's going to be God Country 2, The Search for More Money. I, yeah. I, I, feel, I mean, this would also be a good opportunity as us, as the Long Island Comic Guys, if we see him at a convention. Like, just kind of open up the mic to him and kind of ask these kind of questions, too. Absolutely. As long it, as you want to wait on that line, it's comic sketch art. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> then get him off to the side. Hit him up while he's in the bathroom. Well, somebody will follow we'll him to the bathroom. Find him in the elevator. <laughs> You bring the stuff that knocks him out. What is it called? Chloroform. Chloroform. Why do I know that off top? Ha ha. You see? It was a trick. Because I didn't say <laughs> I knew what the name was. I want to see who knew it quicker. <laughs> oh, boy. So was so like, definitely chloroform. I mean, I don't know. So I guess it was okay that uh, Valfax was being held by, by Roy. I guess it was okay. Like, yeah, he, he, was, he allowed he it. He was worthy, too. He said, hey, it's cool, dude. It's good stuff. Um. So... Uh, Kate's. He also did uh, Southern Bastards. No, no, that was uh, that's who Jason was that? Aaron. That's Jason Aaron. Uh, Kate's considers Jason Aaron probably the best guy in comics right now. Yeah, and I would be hard pressed to disagree. Okay, was well, Jason Aaron the one who did the run on Thor? Yeah, Jason yeah. Aaron just wrapped up a six or seven year run on Thor. I think yeah. maybe longer. Oh wait, so he he did the God Bomb with, stuff. He started with God Bomb. The God the God stuff. Yeah. yeah. God of Thunder is the beginning of Thor's run. Uh, Jason Aaron. Have you read the entire run? Yeah. Is it all good? Yeah. There are parts where like it wasn't (laughs) awesome. Still worth reading for the Yeah, definitely. He did Ghost Fleet for for Dark Horse. What's he he doing now? So Cage has been writing comics since 2011. I think that's his earliest published work. Um, he had a four issue miniseries from Dark Horse in 2013 called Buzzkill, mm-hmm. uh, which was something that I remember coming out and like looking at and thinking that this would be cool, but I never like just didn't grab it. I like the name Donnie. Yeah. Oh, he also did Baby Tea too. Yes. I read that. He did? Okay. Yeah. yeah. He had a lot of big hits before he got essentially called up to uh, to the majors. Uh, Marvel picked him up 
in what 2017 i think shortly after god country came out he was doing uh doctor strange and then he did thanos he's on here for redneck oh yeah. redneck i saw i thought southern bass no redneck was what i meant Red, yeah redneck. redneck. I remember that. yeah I, we got we got like five of those right yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay was there any other comments you guys wanted to do before we wrapped up with our uh comic read good no i think we're good on that I, I, i'm not I sure if anybody else is listening i don't see anybody what are your thoughts anybody on i really want to ask him some, some of these questions, if not though. if you when we when we post this to our podcast then you can make a comment and ask questions we'll can reply. you can still uh make comments on the youtube yep. uh yep. video after yep. the fact right on the youtubes the, the YouTubes. youtubes all right so comic rates guys who wants to go first so let me go first because I always go first. All right, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go with a nine, like a nine six on this. I like this book. That's pretty high. I like this book. I like the art. I think the art is more. I like the art more than I than anything in the book. I, the details on it. I'm just. I'm a big fan of it. I. Yeah. I it's the much. Contrasting is huge. It's much different than any other book that I've read. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I like. And I. I. I, I commend like image comics who go after some of these guys to put books out like this. Cause you won't see stuff like this on Marvel and you won't see this stuff, this type of drawing on, on right. DC. And I, and I love this stuff and I wish there was more of it. I'll go next. So this is normally a bad thing, bad grade coming from me, but I, I'm not judging it as if I were to buy this book. I'm going to go with a solid nine, four. Hmm. Uh, there's you hate nine, four. I don't, I don't like buying <laughs> books that are graded a nine, four, but I think it fits the story perfectly. Um, there's, I think the only thing was there was a couple things that I wanted a little bit more on a tomb. I wanted a little bit more on Valifax. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of the only things that are like pulling it back from like almost a perfect grade for Mm -hmm. me. So I think, uh, I think nine, four solid nine, four to me. Good. Good. I'm going to agree with you, Jim and go nine, six. Honestly, the pacing was, was just what I liked. Like we said before, (laughs) (laughs) how did you, I can tell from your face. (laughs) What's that? I missed that. all right. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay. You go next. <laughs> uh, my my grade's like an eight five. I think it's mm-hmm. solid. I think it's it's good. I I don't think it blows me away. But I also was like reading this at midnight a few nights ago. <laughs> so like maybe I'm in a haze and I missed things. But no, I think it's solid. I think it was cool. I got what no- gripes. Do you have? I don't have gripes. Okay. Like that's the thing is that I don't have any any necessary gripes. Like what am I going to say? It just didn't kind of blow you away. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I, and that's, that's okay. Yeah. I think it's a solid yeah. read. Yeah. I'd say definitely go out and read it. Definitely go out and, yeah. and buy it. So Tom Trevor says that uh, uh, we definitely got him interested in scoping this book out. So that's yeah. good. Nice. Tom, the artwork's got... really cool, Tom. Like the artwork's real cool. And Andy agrees with the eight five. Nice, ah, Andy. Interesting. Yeah. This would this would be a book I would never have picked up to read. It's because they're not parents <clears throat> yet. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well neither am I. Um, yeah, I would never. But you're someone's son. Yeah. <laughs> you're Jim's son. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like I said, I bought I think the first issue of this, multiple copies. But this would never be a book that I would actually have read mm-hmm. when it first came out. And I'm so glad that I got to read it. That we did this. I was going to. I this opened it up. Yeah. yeah. Like this is this is right up my alley. That's why yeah. I like it so much. I, I kind love of, this independent stuff. I actually want to say I was like kind of pleasantly surprised too, because I really had no <laughs> idea what it was about. Mm-hmm. You know, I I opened it up really with. I didn't look up anything. I kind of had no, had no baseline knowledge. What you know? Agreed. Same. Yep. I had yep. no idea what this book was about. Neither did I. Into it. Mm-hmm. None. Yeah. And I'm glad. I'm glad I read it. 
absolutely. So I'm excited for more independent stuff. Yeah. All right, so uh, this was our third yep. book club meeting. Yes, God Country. Woo! Next month, November, will be Red Sun. Nice DC Comics Red Sun. Uh, very excited, really excited about that. To read Never that read that one. It. Have any of you read it, Never. Zach? I sure bought it when it came out. No, no, another one. Monthly. No one has read. Wait, so, you read so, it? I'm gonna, no, I'm, read it I'm gonna break in here, uh, Tom. Tom, uh, Are you busting my chops? I bought it when it was coming out monthly. I have, I remember when it was coming out every single month. Wait, and you, but you still didn't read it? No, I have it. I read it. I oh, read it multiple read times. It. Oh, I'm sorry. Multiple I thought you said yeah. you bought it. and You haven't read it. No, oh, okay. I, I bought it. the single issues. I sold the single issues. I rebought <laughs> the single issues, and I bought the hardcover. Oh, that's awesome. amazing. So, so I Mr. like it. Mr. Travers says uh, Sean Gordon Murphy. So I definitely want to see what. Uh, this artist on God Country is like. Check him out. Story He's sounds like... very cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's Thor with a sword. Thor yes. with a sword. It's a Thor. <laughs> it's a little different. A talking a talking <laughs> okay, Thor. Sorry. <laughs> a talking Thor. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap up now. Yeah, yeah. we're done. All right. So, uh, if you're then. listening to the podcast, the next you'll hear is what we ever wrap up that episode with. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm gonna just do this. Woo. There's our, uh, there's our, our, what do you call those things? Social media tag. So yeah. uh, follow us, Instagram, Don't Feed the Geeks, Long Island Comic Guys, and on Twitter and everything else. And we'll catch you next month. All right. That was our book club recording. I've never done one of these intros where I introduce something. So that was weird. Thanks for sticking <laughs> through it with me, guys. Uh, we're going to jump into Beat a Geek this week. So we're going to do a little, uh, just round the table, uh, do a little uh, trivia. Oh, no. So we're going to be doing our uh, put in order of first appearances and uh, Toy Story. I hate this game. TC and JJ are going to play this. We got eight questions. You got Ugh. three of you guys. I'm going to go around. The t I should have th everyone goes, starts off once, least once. This is the worst game ever. All right. We're going to make this work. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Guardians of the Galaxy. Toy Story going to go out first. Uh, Star-Lord, Nebula, and Groot. Put Ooh, them in the order of first Groot? appearance. Star-Lord, Nebula. All right. There we go. Perfect. So Matt's <laughs> got one. I should probably, like, jot this down somewhere. Oh, well, it's easy. Guess. Matt's got one. Okay. <laughs> TC. Call this one the leader of the pack. <laughs> Timberwolf, Wolverine, and Lobo. So I'm gonna have to guess on that one. Uh, I'm gonna say Wolverine, Lobo, Tim Timberwolf. JJ, why don't you give it a shot? <laughs> I'm assuming Timberwolf. Is that the is that the the the, the from GI Joe? Oh, I don't I'm know. just giving you a look of. Well, so so what did you Timberwolf? Who who'd you say Timberwolf? Who Lobo? <clears throat> no, who are the three people? <laughs> so it's Timberwolf, Wolverine, and Lobo. They're all like kind of wolf-based characters, or not wolf-based, but you know, yeah. small That's... little animals. What did you say? Right, just TV. put the order. I'm not telling you. You should have been listening. <laughs> worried about my bell. Uh, Timber... Only bell if we get it right. How about just Timberwolf, Wolverine, Lobo? Ring the bell. <laughs> Woo! JJ's got I one got now. That. Nice. Because <laughs> I didn't know who the hell he was. Nice. Who is that? Who's Timberwolf's Timberwolf? from Legion of Superheroes. Oh, yeah. oh God. He's See? like the original Wolverine. Mm -hmm. Holy cow, I got that right. What a guess. So I guess we'll just keep I know it something. Running. Tess yeah, doesn't know. Rolling. Until you're out. Cool. So we're going to call this Hank Pym's Costume Emporium. Oh, no. 
Was that your phone? <laughs> Do people keep telling you that you're cool? Do you, is that your ringtone? People tell me I'm cool. Are you like Guy Smiley? Not oh Guy Smiley. Um, I, I swear to God, I don't know how that happens. <laughs> oh so this T- is Hank Tess, Pym's you're, costume you're, you're emporium. You're cool, Tess. Okay. Hank Pym oh, has adopted many different IDs. Yes. So which one comes first? Which one comes second? Which I one comes third? Ant Man, Giant Man, Yellow Jacket. Giant Man, Ant Man, Yellow Jacket. Okay, you're, uh, you know, TC, it's your <laughs> chance. All right, what was it again? Ant Man, Giant Man, Yellow Jacket. I'm gonna say that order. That's the correct order. Yes. Ding the bell. Oh, Giant Man was first. I don't know why. Hey, TC's nice. now got one. All right, JJ. Yeah. Tell me about these cosmic threats: Thanos, Dark Side, and Annihilus. Who's first? Who's second? Who's third? I don't even know who one of them is. <laughs> Who's the last one? Annihilus. I don't know that one. Uh, I'm going to get this wrong. Uh, You're not going to get the prize then. I, I'm not. Uh, There's no prize here. Nope. <laughs> it's just bragging rights. How about Thanos, Annihilus, and Darkseid? That is a great guess. And wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Toy Story. Annihilus, Thanos, Darkseid. You think Annihilus, Thanos, then Darkseid? That's what he said. TC, what's the order? <laughs> I'm going to say Darkseid, Annihilus, Thanos. I get the point on this one. <laughs> wow. So it's, it's, okay, so then it's going to So it's be Annihilus, Dark- who appeared in Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four Annual, yeah. number six, in 1968. Mm-hmm. Oh. Thanos... Uh, it's pardon me. Darkseid is the second one. He appears as a cameo in Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, oh, number yeah. one thirty-four. That's nineteen seventy, and his first full appearance is February nineteen seventy-one in Forever People, wow. number one. Mm. Yep. And then you get Thanos I, at Marvel and I, Iron Man fifty-five, nineteen seventy-three. I knew Darkseid came before Thanos. I knew Thanos, was, Thanos first. was a ripoff of. Yeah. Uh, I knew he was first. Of of him. Damn it! <laughs> All right. All right. You were close. I know. I knew you, he was first. You were real Damn. close. So, uh, I should have just kept that going until someone got it right. That's <laughs> no, I would what? never have remembered what these guys said. Right, who's what next? a jerk. Uh, where did we leave off? I got it wrong, so you go. Didn't he just get it wrong? Yeah, I got so it wrong. So, JJ. Okay. JJ, uh, I call this question, just change it a little bit so no one no- noticed you copied. <laughs> <laughs> Bronze Tiger, Shang-Chi, and Iron Fist. I know one of those people. <laughs> 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 this one's actually really hard too. That's hard because they're all within a year of each other. Great. Oh, that's fucked up. So what is it? What? So it's Bronze Tiger, Shang Chi, <laughs> and Iron Fist. Shang Chi. Shang. you? <laughs> You're good. Keep going. Who's the Who's the first one? Bronze Tiger. Let's do Bronze Tiger and then Iron Fist. You see the bell? Don't ring it. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Tell me a story. Iron Fist, Bronze Tiger, Shang-Chi. Iron Fist, Bronze Tiger, Shang-Chi. TC, it's your chance to steal. I'm going to say Iron Fist, Shang-Chi, Bronze Tiger. Iron Fist, Shang-Chi, Bronze Tiger. 
I get another point. Wow. Shang-Chi was first. Really? Marvel Special Edition, uh, Special Marvel Edition number 15 mm-hmm. in December of 73. Oh, Iron Fist was Marvel premiere In January 15. of 74? <laughs> no, May 74. Oh, okay. I hate this game. And then Bronze Tiger is May of 75 in Retro Dragon Kung Fu Fighter number one. I, Can I, I say I again? I hate this Tiger game. Last, yeah. <laughs> What's that? I, I, I knew Bronze Tiger was last. I mean, yeah, DC was late on that bandwagon, I think. JJ again, right? JJ gets to no, start it off. Come on. Are we all tied at one? Yes. <laughs> I got two. <laughs> Dad. Uh, I'm going to give you a list of deadly women, Jim. Mm. Cheshire, Lady Shiva, and Nisa Al Ghul. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so again, I only know one of them. I don't think you do. <laughs> I know Al Ghul. He said Nissa Al Ghul. Oh, that's different than the other chick. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I put her in. God. Um. Guys, I, I, I'm going to let uh, JJ think for a second. I just want to say thanks for listening to the last beat of geek we ever do. <laughs> no, thanks no. Thanks for this listening is... to the last beat of geek that Zach ever put <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's it. I, I honestly don't know. Um, Give it a shot. Um, two, one, three. Two, one, three. Yep. So you're saying Lady Shiva was first, yep. Cheshire was second, Short. and Nisa Al Ghul was third? There you third. go. Ding the bell. Really? <laughs> Ding the bell. Nice. That was exactly right. Nice. <laughs> JJ with his two. Lady Shiva appears in Richard Dragon Kung Fu Fighter number five. <laughs> Cheshire shows up in New Teen Titans Annual number two in 1983. Nisa Al Ghul. 2003. I was going to say, she was... You Detective Comics number 783. I like this game. Probably... <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting when you don't know the characters sometimes. No, no it's not. This, just, oh. this game sucks. Oh. Hey, it's not that bad. It's, it's good. <laughs> I got two more questions. All right, me turn. It's, it's, it's right. bad. This one... Me turn. Me turn. Me turn. You turn? Me turn. So me I'm turn. two. Yeah. You're winning. So, I call this question, they're multiplying like rabbits. Tell me about Usagi Ojimbo, Captain Carrot, and Hoppy the Marvel Bunny. <laughs> what? Usagi, uh, Happy, and Captain Carrot. You say Usagi's first? Yes. TC. What's the last one? Hoppy the Marvel Bunny. <laughs> I'm going to say Captain Carrot, Usagi, and Hoppy. Okay, JJ. Oh my god. We're gonna do. There's Usagi, Carrot, and Hoppy. Right. Hoppy, Carrot, Usagi. You just ran away with the game, JJ. (laughs) (laughs) You ran away with the game. Wow. No one can touch you. Captain Carrot was last? Captain, no. He went, uh, so it's Hoppy the Marvel Bunny. That's 1942. Oh my god. That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, he's part of the the like the Shazam Marvel family. <laughs> Captain Carrot was 1982. He actually appears in an insert in New Teen Titans number 16 before he launches his own series. And then Usagi Ojimbo is the last one to appear, 1984. Wow. And Stan Sakai has what? been drawing, write, uh, writing, drawing, and lettering and inking all of the issues ever since. Pretty cool. I mean, you can't. No one can catch you at this point. I still want to. Do you guys it. still want to do the yeah. last? Do the last, last one. Yeah, go. Matt. It's, it's, well, it's, it's yeah, it's Matt. Go. The doctor is in. 
Oh, uh -oh. Doctor Savannah, Doctor Doom, Doctor Strange. Ooh, hoo, hoo. that's tough. Should we reserve this for when Alan comes back? I don't ever want to play this one again. <laughs> you just want it. <laughs> Doom, Strange, Silvana. Doom, Strange, Silvana. No. Okay. It's okay. TC. I'm going to say Savannah, <coughs> Doom, Strange. Ooh. That's what I was going to say. Nice. Ding the bell. There you go. Nice, nice, That's nice. what I was going to say. Do you know when Savannah appeared, Matt? No, no, I don't. 1939. What? I was going to say, I feel like he, he was an old one. Wow. Oh, my God, yes. Great. Doctor Doom was Fantastic Four Five in yep. 1962, and Doctor Strange, Strange Tales, one ten in 63. Right? Yep. Oh, 63. 63. Oh, wow. yeah. Strange Tales, one ten is so hard to come by. It is. That's cool. Yeah, I was gonna go with that. That was cool. Yeah. Awesome. Good job, Zach. I like the I like the thematic questions. Me too. They're kind of fun. Good T job. Zach. Tough. <laughs> they are tough. They're intentionally tough. I'm just happy I didn't lose to Tony Stark. Yeah. <laughs> you lost to me. <laughs> That's worse. I'm a technicality. You know the answers. You guessed your way to the top. Right? I, I did guess, but it's still I'm still a winner. It's still a win. It's still a win. It's a win. All right, cool. All right, good episode, guys. So that's it. So that's it. we uh, do we have any announcements coming up? I don't know. Do we? Do we? So we uh, we will probably have posted anything that had come out of Suffolk uh, Comic and Art Show by True. now. Yep. Uh, so, but we will be attending that physically tomorrow. Uh, as we record this, and yeah. uh, we are also doing the Huracan on November 23rd, which uh, we hope people come to. And if you're still interested in doing some type of donation for their raffle, let us know. And I think you had some announcements. Yeah, so I'm working on a couple things. Um, I've got to catch up here a little bit, but I'm going to be doing. Um, I got. I'm going to do the box opening that I have going on for the Star Wars Authentic Tops um, autograph pictures photos that i have i've got three of them i've got two series two series two and one series and one of series one so i'll do that this weekend and post those next week and i'm also um i also got uh, i pre-ordered back in july uh from gamestop the arcade one-up star wars arcade that's got um the star wars empire strikes back return of the jedi games built into one console uh arcade so i'm going to be putting that together um, and video in it. So I'm going to post that to YouTube of I'm basically the uh, box opening, the construction, and maybe first gameplay of each game. Awesome. I don't know. I'll, I'll see how that comes out. Awesome. Uh, but be on the lookout for that. I'm going to record that. It might take me a couple days to uh, add in uh, you know, the graphics and put it all together. But be on the lookout for that. Very excited for it. Awesome. Good stuff. Cool. All right. Anyone else got anything? No. I'd like to go to sleep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, no one cares. <laughs> send, us, send us off. So on that note, until next time, remember... Don't be the geeks!